All right, buddy. I'll cheer you up. Um, just about yesterday, we only talking about. I don't care. Um, <laughs> um, well, um, I I could cheer you up a little about uh, about Jared Goff. Ooh. Ooh, that's a start. But we'll we'll get to him in a yeah. little bit. What did you do for Thanksgiving? Well, did you get in a, I did you get in a fight with, with any human butter sticks? Get out of here, you butter! <laughs> I um, what what did Augie do? He um, yeah, he actually has this Thanksgiving song that he sings, which it goes, it goes, it's in the it's in the the um melody of um, uh, what's that's uh? I'm already laughing. What? Is- <laughs> <laughs> so it goes, it goes turkey dinner, turkey <laughs> dinner, gather round. Gather round. <laughs> Who is gets the drumstick? Yummy, yummy, yum stick. <laughs> all sit down. All stay. And he goes, cornbread muffin, uh, chestnut stuffing, pumpkin pie, 10 feet high. We were so much thinner before we came to dinner. Me, oh my. Me, oh my. And he just sang that the entire Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Well, you always love a song lyric that just rhymes the same word. Drumstick. Yumstick. Drumstick. I also I also appreciate a lyric that reminds you how much healthier you used to be. Remember, you, we, we used to be so much thinner. Oh, God. Remember yeah. those days? Like hours well, ago. Screw it. Let's get into this gravy. That happens when you, you hit uh, keys on that nice for donuts. Time for some Gogurt tomato well, soup. Yeah, because um, one of the problems was, okay, here we go. So we go down to Orange County. We're there, and my wife's like, she has to do some work. She's going to meet us down there. But she gets in her car, and the Toyota, which we're behind a Toyota dealership, goes, uh, the battery's all being weird. The the car has a big exclamation point dummy light. And so she's like, I don't want to deal with this shit. um, Always bad when your car responds with punctuation. Mm. Right? So and then while we're while we're doing Thanksgiving, you know, they'll fix the car and we get the car fixed the next day. So the day after Thanksgiving or whatever, I go and I get the car. And as I'm walking through the lobby, I was like, oh, I got to I got to take some video footage for Robbo of the uh, the setup. Yeah. They didn't have the they didn't have the cookies because it was the morning. But um, I didn't realize that they just have like a sweet old setup of donuts just hanging out there. So. <laughs> As long as you don't now, worry kids. about those, yeah, Daddy's I mean, going for a walk. Yeah, because I had my little ticket that you know, it's like I I just picked up my car, or I just dropped it off, or whatever. So it's not like, hey, what are you doing here? But um, I'm sure they they just want you to be around so they could kind of cajole you into buying a car. Or are like, they just if, lonely? If like just, are they just lonely and they need you? Your comforts during the holidays, Joey. It, it's so interesting you bring that up, Joe, because I like to eavesdrop on people, and there's no more of a depressing conversation <laughs> is to listen to small talk between car salesmen. Like, holy <laughs> fuck! It's just because I mean they're as like they're more broken than like stand-up comedians. They're just that's broken. That's really broken. <laughs> it's true. I'm not talking about successful stand-up comedians. I'm talking about you know, struggling stand-up dear, comedians. Dear God, can I have a December not to remember? <laughs> but um, speaking of things that 
are to remember. You call it football went down yesterday, and there was this football oh, Joey, game. Joey, that's a perfect start. God bless you. And there were people who jumped into a bush. I don't know if you saw the Rex Chapman tweet, but they they had to, <laughs> they had to, the close up version of this this girl with no shoes on. As everybody's jumping into the hedges. Turkey and dinner, like, turkey dinner, <laughs> pumpkin pie. Don't know why. <laughs> Women in the bushes, they don't have no cushions. Old and white, old and white. And I'm sure she was just filled with vodka. But the look on her face when she's just in the, in the bush, she doesn't know how to get out. The good thing is the close-up. For people who don't know what he's talking about, this is the Iron Bowl, Auburn versus Alabama. Auburn has two hedgerows of bushes along the side of their field. The good video was the women who thought, eh, I'll just parachute into the hedges and make it out after that. Which, once they got in there, realized, yeah, this is like the bull pit. This is harder than I remembered. The, the better video <laughs> is all the students who know better going to the corners and leaving a 45-year-old woman to fend for herself among the, the foliage and losing for minutes at a time. It's fantastic. It's, uh, I mean, the game itself was, um, was, a December, was a late November to remember. It was a December to remember that. And it, it wasn't even a trick play for people who didn't see it. It was, it was a trick substitution where they lined up offensively, switched into a punt formation, and Alabama tried to substitute. They couldn't because there was no huddle break. It was one of these things where Gus, Gus – this is the great thing about college football that we don't get in the NFL is the level of pettiness. Gus Malzahn has had that play waiting for Nick Saban, Saban for at least eight years. At, at least eight years ago, he was like, I'm going to fuck him with this, and just waited for years <laughs> until this very moment, and it worked perfectly. It worked perfectly. That's the pettiness that goes on during Thanksgiving. Uh, welcome to our petty little podcast. I'm at 3K underscore Robbo at Seattle Rams underscore NFL. Welcome, Robbo. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to bring the uh, the podcast down. Eeyore style. Joey, going and getting, scrounging free cookies and free meals. He may not pay for another meal for the next two weeks. At Keys, 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 Keys on Van Nuys. At Ellie Rams, 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 Rams. What's up, Joey? I like to enjoy a free donut, all right? Get off my back. <laughs> Joey, free back at donut donuts. dinner, donut dinner. Free for me, free for me. You can eat it also. You can eat it also. That makes three. That makes three. We were never thinner. Before we had this donut, we're always fat at Keys on Van Nuys. Except for when we used to not be. Remember those times when we weren't fat? Think about those when you go to sleep. Think about those when you look your wife in the eye. Do you still love me? You still love me, right? Does she love you even, even though now you're having donuts for dinner? You think it's cool that I always wear a hat because I don't have my hair in my head anymore, right? Is that cool? Uh, Whoa! Hey there! It just got dark on TS, TSR. It's the holidays. It's time for depression. It's time for dark thoughts. It's time for... Yeah, let's get weird. Beat downs. This conversation downs. would have been better after the Ravens, the Ravens game. This was much today fun. is a day of rebirth and... and <laughs> Rejuvenation. There's no rejuvenation in December. 
It's oh. death. December is the month of death. Everything think, dies in December. Tyler Higby would would take issue with this, sir, because he had the day of his life today. So here's the deal. Tyler Higby was reborn with the contract extension. What was today? <laughs> today was like when today was his first like when he got potty trained. His like bar mitzvah. How many? <laughs> how many weeks ago did he get that extension? It's been a couple. What's, of three a, what's a bar mitzvah? It was it was 113 weeks ago, right? exactly it, to the day. It, it took him. It took him three months for them to be able to point to a game and go, "See, that's." And they're going to use this game for the rest <laughs> of his contract. You remember that that game in Arizona? And he completely just dominated. And we know what he can do. It's the one game of his career he's going to have. Hey, when you put Tyler Higby up against the 32 ranked defense in the NFL, <laughs> lights right. out. out. Higgs, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Rams 34, Cardinals 7, complete domination. Box score. Jared Goff, 32 of 43, 424 yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, Most uh. of it before halftime. Uh, Todd Gurley, 19 of 95 for a touchdown. Great game, but completely overshadowed by the passing game. Robert Woods, 13 catches, 172 yards, 19 targets. Uh. Tyler Higby, seven for 107 with a touchdown, eight targets. Cooper Cup, six for 65 and one. Just just gross on offense. Absolutely dominant. And and that was with the red zone struggles. We'll get to that uh, when we get into this. Defensively, Mm -hmm. Corey Littleton uh, led the team in tackles, eight tackles. But really the story of the day was uh, Taylor Rapp, all over the place on defense, had what would have been a pick six then had an interception wiped out, then had the pick six. Just a great day for Taylor Rabb. Didn't rack up huge numbers, but uh, was able to get that pick six on the day where he was all over the place. And then as a group, six sacks from the defense. The highest was Aaron Donald with one and a half, but overall it was a team effort, and they were just flying all over the place. They kept uh, the lid on the Arizona offense, 19 to 34. No touchdowns, 163 passing yards for Kyler Murray. Whether or not he was hampered by the hamstring injury, don't know, but he looked ugly in the one interception that uh, Rack was Ooh, in. Ask Samson about that hamstring. Oh. <laughs> Did you see him juke Samson? It was like, you know, out of, out of control. I mean, he... Yeah, tipped little little toes tipped on the sideline, but he he juked him. Oh, sprinkle toes! That's what I'm going with with Kyler Murray now that he's in our. We're calling him Sprinkle Toes Winklevoss. Welcome to the division. Kenyon Drake, uh, not much. Thirteen carries for thirty-one yards. David Johnson has fallen off a cliff for the Cardinals. Four carries for fifteen yards. I don't know, but it's not anything to worry about. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, the legend, at the end of the career, six for fifty-six. Christian Kirk. Only three for 23, Farrell Cooper, former Ram, four for 26. They kept a lid on things, and and because they were so successful in the secondary with the passing game, all the tackles came from Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson and the rest of the guys at the back of the Arizona defense. Team stats. And to be fair, yeah. all those stats came in like the final two drives for the Cardinals, right? For they offense. Did offense. The entire sure. game. Yeah. 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 Kept on. I think they were 0 for 10 third downs and then finish two for 13 because like you said garbage time they got some things going rams were eight for 15 on third downs incredibly efficient had things working all game um <clears throat> total yards 549 to 198 that kind of tells a story of how dominant we were 417 to 124 passing and then 
even the penalties where we were eight for 81 and Cardinals were two for seven tells you something. They weren't getting beat down by penalties. They, they weren't getting racked back by, you know, the refs putting them in unfair positions. If anything, it was the opposite where the Rams got screwed by a couple penalties and things would have been uglier if, you know, we had gotten some soft calls not called our way and some of the red zone work early. Robbo, let's start with you, man. What do you think about the game and how things went? It was It was a dominant effort on both sides. Yeah, and if you want to talk about the penalties, four of them was on, were on David Edwards. Uh, and offensive some line of them played pretty really well soft, today, right? Really soft. Yeah, but you know he got he had four of of the eight, and uh, so they were they were obviously watching for something there, or whoever the back judge you know just didn't like his hand placement because usually if you keep keep them in, they're not going to call it. But whatever, yeah, they they had the response that they needed to have after a throw ass whip on a Monday night, yeah. um, come out here and completely dominate a team that quite honestly, we didn't know as a collective what they were going to do. This is an Arizona Cardinals team who took San Francisco to the wire twice. Um, and we all remember what they did to us. So it's, it's just, it's just one of those weird things with matchups. Um, it was nice to see the response for them come out and just dominate a team that they should have dominated. And frankly, they have to, um, it's, it's no looking down any further than the, the game in front of you. And then luckily they, they stuck to that. And they just, from the start, you can see the defense was ratcheted up. They were going to have none of this. Uh, they, they took Kyler Murray out of the game early and often. He uh, didn't do anything like we just talked about in the entire game until the very end when they had scrubs in there. I don't want no scrubs. I should say our, our future. And uh, it was it was just a... It was it was just a dominated performance, offensively, defensively. Um, it was nice to see, and I also prefer December Jared Goff over November Jared Goff. He has uh, two more touchdowns in December than he had all of November, so that's that's a good step forward for young JG sixteen. Joey, it was a, it was a perfect, well, not a perfect. It was a phenomenal performance from Jared Goff in the offense. He had to come away feeling good. What, what did you feel best about Jared Goff, Sean McVay, or everything in between? Well, Jared Goff, definitely. My favorite part of the Jared Goff performance was the lead block to spring Robert Woods for his 48-yard. Mm. It's a giraffe uh, face block. Oh, it was. It's beautiful. It was poetry in motion, really. And he didn't make any blunders. He got sacked. It was like it was like a mother. It was like a mother giraffe out on the savanna, oh, protecting yeah. her young nose first. <laughs> yep, it's great. I mean, he was willing to put his body in the dumpster. No, not his body. His, his chin. His nose. <laughs> his chin. <laughs> the golf face. That's the money maker, man. That's that's what puts him on those Banana Republic uh, placards. So you know you don't you don't want to ruin your volcano pant money. So I, I, I was impressed by that. But but overall, on his performance, you got to look at the fact that he had a quarterback rating of was 85.5. And his, his other rating is 120. QBR. But he got sacked once. And that sack he should have seen coming. That was a, um, a loss of 10 yards. And that was like a nasty uh, sack. But the, the fact that he he didn't have any fumbles and he didn't. He didn't, he didn't, didn't, throw in didn't fumble on the sack. Didn't fumble on the sack. That was a big deal. Huge deal. And I just felt like the dude was playing really loose and just wasn't um, what wasn't showing those like inaccuracy issues. Or um, I know people like to say that he gets he gets frazzled in the pocket or stuff like that. 
Um, I, to me, it's all about accuracy with, with Goff, and I felt like he was he was on today, and he threw some uh, threw some great great throws. I mean, it sounded like he really had heart to heart with Tyler Higby during Thanksgiving, and they really came out and showed the world that uh, they are a duo to be reckoned with. What do you think, Robo? I'm sure that heart to heart. I'm sure that heart to heart went on something like this. Hey, uh, hey, Higgs, uh, what's up, bro? Uh, the the jigs up. Um, they had that tweet of a friend of a friend about our partying and and how that's why the reason we're sucking. Why don't we show them that if we put the the booze down, we could we could ball, bro. That's so good. Yeah, that's what happened. They put they both put the it bottle down. It had to be way shorter. Welcome like, to Taco Bell. Can I just take your order, sir? Come on. All right. All right. Cool. All right. We, we, All right. Let's we, get sober up. One. One week, bro. All right. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Like we just went through this heart to heart. You don't have to like plumb the depths of our meaning with talk about menu questions. Oh, fine. Right. Supreme gordita, <laughs> double supreme chalupa, double daiquiri taco, Mexican pizza. Job, it's man. the same. It's always been. Come on. We just went through friend makeup. Don't make us do this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a it's a great step forward for Jared. Uh, it's a game he, frankly, he needed. Um, you know, as much as athletes say, oh, I don't read the paper, I don't listen, that kind of stuff, whatever. You know, that stuff gets back to those guys, and uh, he did not. It's it's not lost on him that he didn't have a great November, and that's the game. That is the game uh, that he needed to have. It's a game Sean McVay needed to have. Uh, we could talk about the third down screen game and the red zone woes because right now Sean McVay, it's. He's kind of like if you want to, if you want to like let's point the finger at, at like one of his flaws. It's 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 been red zone, and even last year when they went to the Super Bowl inside the red zone, what do you think? About uh, they Go struggled ahead. a lot. Let's and they continue to struggle a lot. You know they got away with it last year because they went to the Super Bowl and they, you know, they're able to score other ways. But when they get to the red zone, his play his play calling is is not good. It's not creative. As much as you think about the you know, the genius Sean McVay, it's pretty predictable. Um, it, it, what, what do you think it is? Cause he's trying to pass his way out of red zone situation. We, he's not running his way out of it. We know he's passing his way yeah. out of it. Why do you, th- why do you think he's so reliant? Why do you think he keeps going back to that for better or worse, whether, whether things are going good last year or whether things are going bad this year, he continues to go back to that wellspring of trying to pass out of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, you could. If you just saw that this year, you would be like, oh, well, he doesn't trust his offensive line. He doesn't want to take a sack and, and whatever. So let's just get the right. ball out quickly. And, and that, that wasn't, the true, wasn't no. true last year. He had a great offensive yeah. line last year, but it's like, you know, get the ball out quickly or whatever, or you know, get overwhelmed. I don't I don't get it. I just don't understand. I, I, I wish I knew. Uh, if you have an idea, I'd love to hear it because right now I I have no idea what he's doing in the red zone. It's 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 the biggest flaw that he's got in his in his resume. It's It's really not good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know because somebody mentioned that the idea that he doesn't trust his O line. Well, that wasn't the case last year, so I don't. Yeah, know. that wasn't the case last year because they were great. He did, but it's 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 been the. I mean, I don't remember it in 2017, but I'm sure it was evident. I don't recall what their stats were, but they're really not. They're not a good red zone team, and they they haven't been. And so that's that's something that you know he's you know when they self scout, he he needs to start self scouting himself a little more in the red zone because it's atrocious. The good the good thing was today, which wasn't the case in certain weeks in the last couple 
games was the offensive line played fantastically again. Uh, granted, against mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals, and we've talked about this with the, the Falcons and the Bengals and some of these other teams, but offensive line was great today. They gave Jared Goff plenty of time. They opened things up in the running game, and that, that's got to give some some yeah. some yeah. optimism moving forward into these last four games. Where the, I mean, the Rams have no wiggle room. They've got to win these last four, but to see these kind of performances got to make you feel a little bit better. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of those things that uh, you know when Havenstein goes down and you're right, we're going to start um, th- three rookies on the offensive line with with Blythe moving to center and, and Ole to be on the on the left. It's like wow, and then you got the Bears who are no slouch. You're thinking, oh, here we go, and they've responded. Bobby Evans, we've talked about this for a while. Um, he, he's he's played remarkably well. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think you. I think we had a little Slack conversation going today about what's going to happen at left tackle, and can any of these guys do this? And I'm not sure that I'm ready to, to slide him over to the left yet because I watched uh, like journeyman like Cassius Mars get up the ball and go right past him for the lone sack. But I, I do feel I do feel good with the route for this season if they want to continue with this running game that they've discovered in the Bears game and again today. It went away, and maybe because of the score, they it kind of got away from them against the Ravens. Uh, but that's that's something that they're going to need is get back to the running game and, and start doing more play action. I also think that's part of why uh, golf is a little more successful. Uh, running game strong, play action starts working. The guys get to drive forward. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm I'm here for this new offensive line. Joey, without making this too much about Seattle, the the defense it, we've talked about this for weeks. The defense is carrying this team, and yes, against Baltimore, obviously they completely failed the test, but they held Arizona to seven points this week. They held Chicago to seven points two weeks ago. They held Pittsburgh to 17 points, Cincinnati to 10, Atlanta to 10, even San Francisco to 20 uh, on a day where they got nothing from the offense. The the defense is carrying this team. What do they have to do over these next couple of games, Seattle, Dallas, San Francisco, to, to cover for the offense, this was the day where the offense had everything going. We haven't had that really, maybe the Atlanta game, but other than that game, this was the only game where offense had everything going. The defense has to kind of keep that up, but how, how do you do that? Who, who are you looking to to help do that going into this stretch down as we finish the season? I think the most important key is going to be the offensive line and Austin Blythe and David Edwards. Mm. I think those guys are going to be really the deciding factor on how this team finishes. When you talk about the injuries, it's hard to really say, oh man, Joseph Noteboom, him going down, Brian Allen, him going down, and now we don't have Havenstein, because those three players were not playing well. So they should have been playing well on paper, but they weren't. And so now you have their backups playing that they're obviously not playing worse because they were already on the bottom. So you're basically above rock bottom is what the playing level you're shooting for with these guys, these replacements. And I I wrote a piece about Jared Goff this week about the QB index. And in the tweet, I kind of said, what are we doing here? Like, are we going to cut bait on this kid? Like what's going on with Jared Goff? And obviously everyone's, you know, eating crow today. He has been redeemed. And I'm a huge fan of Jared Goff. I mean, if you listen to one second of this podcast, I talk about Jared Goff a lot. So it's funny that there's just a, this contingent of the Ramley that is just 
very comfortable with everything with Jared Goff's game. Like, they don't question it too much. They're like, he's our QB1. So, with, um, you know, with, with the blame games being passed around after the Monday Night Football game, you know, it, it's funny. There's this sort of, this, this thinking of, well, if you blame it on the offensive line, then you're a casual fan. You don't know what you're talking about. If you blame it on Goff, same thing. Like, you can't blame it on either of them. It's it's everything needs to be, you know, we not me type of thing. And it's like, fine, whatever. There is so many things that, that factor into a football game that you're right. It's not completely accurate to blame thing. And, and at the end of the day, you know who gets blamed? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. But, 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 but the person who gets fired, though, and sure. in all of sports, I mean, sure. you can have all of these things happening, and the team's losing and they're embarrassment. The, the owner's they're looking around like, well, what do we do? And they're like, mm, fire the coach. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. silly. So when you, when you look at what it, you know, it needs to be for them to win, and, and I, and I kind of feel like they are playing against some tough front sevens. They're playing against the 49ers who we just got destroyed by. And if, if, if it's all about just winning all of the games, then you really have to put your finger on that matchup against San Francisco 49ers. But you also have Seattle that has a really strong um, front seven as well. And I, I feel like we could beat them. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, talk to me about Dallas. I mean, do, do you think that – are they going to give the offensive line some fits? Are, are they the most volatile team in the Quinn. entire NFL? If, if you look at their like offensive and defensive grades, they all grade out incredibly well. They just played New England two weeks ago and barely lost 13 to nine. They played Buffalo and, and, uh, with a great record and maybe not a great team, lost 26 to 15. Dallas is the most volatile, weirdest team in all of the NFL. I have no idea what they're going to look like week to week. They lost to the Jets. What? What? Yeah, I mean, they lost to the Bills. They're six and six. I mean, but they're yeah. in first place. It's crazy. I this season's just so weird when you look at things. I mean, we could be ten wins yeah. and make it out and yeah. and not make the playoffs, and there could be a, a yeah. seven win team that's going to make it's it. It's unfair, out but it is what it is. The, the interesting thing, Joey, was I asked you about like the defense and kind of talking about the ceiling of this team, and you pivoted to the offensive line, which is kind of like the floor. It's just it's one of these things where that feels like the 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 crux of the argument is: Are we pushing the ceiling and and saying? The ceiling has to carry this team, Robbo, against a team you know very well in Seattle this week, which maybe they didn't when we faced them in Seattle, but they did enough versus an offense carrying enough of the floor of this team, which they clearly did. And Joey pointed this out when we went to the, the end of the first half and, you know, said Jared Goff has to, to make a drive here. And we did. And we went down, got down a touchdown. End of the game. We're down and say, look, you got to get us in position. And he did. We got in position to kick the field goal and just missed it. But the, the offensive line carried the floor. The defense had enough of the ceiling. We were that close. What, what do you think they need to do in terms of that relationship over these last four games? Over these last four? Well, uh, I think I think he's right. It's it, This offensive line is going to be where this team goes because you, you can't you, – there's no mistakes. You can't lose anything going out. So you're going to have to – you have to play with Seattle, and it doesn't really matter. We've we've talked about this many times. Uh, it doesn't matter who's good and who's not good. When these two teams play, they just play close games. We're going to expect the same thing. I'm expecting the same thing next week. 
it's it's these they just historically have this thing where they always play close wonky games there's going to be some moments where you just want to kill russell wilson because it looks like he's dead and he resurrects uh the play and makes an incredible you know throw off the run off a back foot it's just going to happen so it's it's just what we're going to be looking forward to with that one but i think like i think he nailed it the game that i'm most concerned about is and we should all be concerned about is that 49er game because that defensive line showed exactly uh everyone's biggest concern which was our offensive line um now the, now the, none of the guys who maybe heavy and comes back but none of the guys who are in that game are gonna be really playing right so maybe it's these young rooks don't know anything anything different and they're just you know show up but that's that's the one i'm really pointing to the seahawk game um i'm not overly concerned about it i think we match up really well with them i think we can i think we'll probably beat them i'm gonna throw it out there and that's just because maybe i'm homer but I, I think they're going to beat this team. They they always find a way to play that team well. So I'm not overly concerned about yeah. them. Remember, yeah. second half of that game, Jared Goff threw for his like his mind. He was all over the place. Everett had a great game. Uh, Cooper Cup had a great game. I think Goff had almost 400 yards in that game, and he drove right down the field and put Cheesy in the position to win with something like under a minute or something. It was. I'm just not concerned. But the 49er one is the big one. It's and and then they get uh, you know Dallas. Um, that team has struggled. They're super no, streaky. Yeah, no. they, they, I'm not sure they've beaten a good team all year. Um, and much like the Rams have done, they feasted on bad teams and have, haven't beaten a good team. At least we have the, the, the Saints victory we could kind of hang our hat on. Um, it's They're streaky. They've won, they've won a couple. They lost three in a row. I think they've lost three. They've lost four right now. Everyone's turning on them. Um, I almost wish we had them this week rather than next week because – Maybe Jason Garrett figures it out and saves his life, and they they get a roll. But we'll see, we'll see. But they've they've gone to Dallas before and won under Sean McVay. They did it two years ago. So um, the one I'm really looking at is it's it's the San Francisco game, and it's the offensive line matching up with that fast, athletic defensive line. It's it's what's going given them fits, and I that's what's got me most concerned is that that matchup right there. I don't need to see Robert Sela partying on the on the sideline again. I just well, don't. you're gonna see it anyway. It's become a it's become an NFL Network staple. So just get. I want to see a I want to see a happy bald guy look in the mirror while I'm. Never mind. I just go on. The, the interesting, you guys both tabbed the offensive line to kind of raise the floor instead of the defensive line to kind of carry the team over the line. It's I, I get it. It's not the modern NFL. It's not what we've gotten used to with the Rams. But I I wouldn't be surprised if the defense is the one trying to carry this team as we go through it. it we're going to have to see what happens, though. Obviously, everybody's looking at the NFC North and certainly the Minnesota Vikings. Now that Green Bay won in Week 13, we got to see what happens with Minnesota against Seattle on Monday Night Football, and if Seattle wins that one and holds Minnesota to eight wins, then we go into week 14 with Minnesota uh, hosting Detroit uh, before we kick off things uh, against uh, Seattle, obviously, on Sunday Night Football. With we, we, if, if Minnesota loses, we, we got to wait and see, but if they lose these two, you're talking about catching up immediately with three weeks to go. We don't need to do that. Obviously, you got three weeks of cushion room, but you can see how Los Angeles, could, the Rams could get back in the playoff fight. The window's going to open up. But I, one of the things you touch on, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it's one of those things that's kind of interesting is we're looking towards a 2020 offseason and the idea that Andrew Whitworth is heading towards the end of his career and probably retiring after this season. And the Rams don't have a first-round pick. They're not going to have a ton of room in free agency. There's a good chance that 
their starting left tackle next year is either Bobby Evans or Joseph Noteboom. And part of that decision hinges on Bobby Evans' performance down the stretch this year. How, how much do you think the Rams should think, – think about the fact that Bobby Evans played horribly in the preseason and his, his regular season performances have been way better than his preseason performance. How much stock are you guys putting into how he's performing to this point and down the stretch – in terms of how much it might mean for his chances to start a left tackle going into the next season. If I could jump in here, Robbo, uh, mm-hmm. I would say that Ooh, if you drop, look at somebody, is this, your, is this your swingers reference? Is this when you drop the Mikey phone call? Do it, <laughs> do it, Joey. <laughs> what you don't want to do is just keep calling her and calling her, which is just keep going to Joseph Nobu over and over again, being like, "Hey, I don't know if you got my message before." But um, I just wanted to leave my number just in case you got it. I think there's a little bit of a playing the hot hand with sure. Bobby Evans. Sure. But also, if you're really going to look at a player and you have three different things to look at. One is the, his time he played in college and how he, how he graded out, how he, how he was at the combine, all that sort of stuff. Third round talent. That, that should put you at ease. Can this guy play? Then you have, you know, how he, um, how he's developing in preseason. Okay, sure, that does factor in. But <clears throat> he's been practicing all season. They had enough faith that they put him in to start. I mean, they had to. They didn't have anybody else. Right. So, I mean, they waited as long as they could with him. Yep. But to me, I look at what he did in college and way more than how, what he did in the preseason. <clears throat> Especially because, I mean, the preseason is such a short sample sample size. So we're almost going to catch up with that in one more week or two more weeks. So then I have to start believing like, okay, well, this is who he is as a player in the regular season. And if this is who he is, then yeah, let's start him a, let's start him a tackle. I, I think left tackle is pretty, it's the most important position. And, and yeah. I, I feel like, you need to have a star there for left tackle. And I is, don't know. Is, is Bobby Evans a star? Give me the, give me that Hollywood agent treatment. Bobby Evans. Look, Bobby Evans. Here, here, here's what we're going to need to do. You're Bobby. Gonna You're going to have to cap your teeth. First of all, it's going to okay. be Bobby Starwood. <laughs> and, and we're, we're going to have to get you some jewelry, like uh, some, something where you're playing the game. You got a big chain that says Bobby and like, Courier font. I'm gonna get you one of these funny die shorts with Jennifer Lawrence. Look, it's just gonna work. Just say the words. You don't even have to do anything. I think you need to have a dance. We're gonna get Paula Abdul to come in, and she's gonna choreograph you to do a dance every time you, uh, you know. I mean, it's not a flashy position, but when you do something good, you, you do your dance. Can you imagine? I'm going to get you lunch at Kelsey's with Julia Roberts. Look, nobody knows who Julia Roberts is anymore. Just kiss her on the lips. Wait till you hit the cameras. It's going to work. <laughs> the legend of Bobby Evans. I don't know, man. Do you boys know who's a free agent at the end of the year? Uh, who can oh, fill in for God. Rams? Bravo's favorite topic, free agents at the end of the year. There's so many. You ready? Bring back Greg Roberts. <laughs> I come back into the fold and rescue this team. So that is not where I thought we just were going. Good for you. Uh, Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bobby Evans. Um, 
you watched him play college ball, Joe. What side did he play on? He well, the problem was he played Auburn with the triple option, so he played all sides. He played he played the left, and then they would swing him to the right, and they'd play him on the right, and swing him to the left, and they'd play. And sometimes he'd be going backwards. It was a triple option. It was Gus Malzahn. That's not that's not normal. That's not NFL. Football. <laughs> that's not. It's not NFL football. So, yeah. No, but I meant, uh, so Bobby Evans played for oh, Oklahoma. Oh, Bobby Evans, correct? yeah. No, he played for Oklahoma. He played much more traditional under Bob Stoops and then Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Uh, much more conventional. And he played on what side of the, what side of the he line? He played both. He played, he played the left. He played side. left and then went to the right. Or yeah, exactly. The way. Yeah, well, he yeah. played both. He played both, yeah. Uh, so I just, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm with you guys on the Joseph Nopum thing. I don't I don't know that that's going to be the answer. I don't know that that's the answer. So it's it's the good news is you're getting you're getting valuable information from these guys on what they can do against NFL talent and yeah. must win games, and they're going to be able to digest all of this in off season and put their plan together. Now the hope that every one of us have to you know bank on is that they have a better plan than they did this year because this year's plan, as we've talked about, has been caca. So yeah, we need we need to uh, hope that they are able to take this time with all these young guys and truly evaluate what they can do against guys in must win games. Um, it's not like this is uh, you know summer ball when they're playing against guys who aren't even going to be on the, a roster. This is this is it, and they're, and they're playing well right now, even even as bad as uh, as it was against Baltimore. I actually probably will end up working all weekend this weekend, which is going to just annoy the shit out of me. But I how's that? What, what's going on? What's uh, going on with the uh, Windows Server 2008 end of life is January seventh. Oh, nope, 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 nope. I'm already no right now. January seventh, nope. and we have some more servers not. that need to be. Joey, updated. save me. Yes. Nope, I'm already not interested. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys, want to talk about my uh, Billy Joel deep dive? 